I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. And today on our on the second episode of our Holiganza. Holiganza. We watched Wacko's Wish, the um, Animaniacs movie that also sort of serves as the like end of the original series. But I mean, it's it's just the Animaniacs movie, Wacko's Wish. Who would like to give a brief spoiler free plot synopsis? Uh, I, can, I mean, I can do it. You did it last time. I can do it. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, yeah, the, the basics of this one is that all of the the cast of Animaniacs, um, including virtually all of the side characters, live in like a little rural town that's, I don't know, it's like vaguely sometime in the last, in like 18th, 19th century. I don't know time very well, but like, it's, it's kind of an old timey vill- village. Um, and they all live there. The Warner siblings in particular are like poor orphan children. And Dot's sick, and so Yakko and Wacko worry about her. Wacko, like, wishes on a star at one night, and then a guy comes down from the star and is like, hey, you picked the right one, so um, you get to, like, wish on the star if you can touch it first. And, oh, I thought that star would land closer, but it lands far away. And then they proceed to tell everybody in town about it, so then it becomes a race for everyone to try to touch the star, because they all want their wish to come true. And I mean, that's that's basically what the movie is about. All of the various Animaniacs characters, including the Warners themselves, are trying to get to the Wish Star so that they can have their heart's desire. Um, There's also an evil king guy who comes into play a bit later in the movie. Um, Yeah, it's explained in the beginning that he took over the kingdom after the king died. Yes, yes, by our narrator, Tom Baudet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, you don't really meet him until until a little ways into the movie. Um, But yeah, that's that's the gist. Mm -hmm. Um, What did we think of this? Would we recommend this movie? What do you what do you guys think? No spoilers, of course. Uh, I think it's not as acquired as something like Invader Zim. Sure, sure. Uh, but there is a, a zaniness, uh, of course. They're the Warner siblings. Um, but uh, even with some of the characters who are like dated references, I still think it's funny. Like the good feathers? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I, I'd recommend it. I, like, yeah, I recommend it. I, I would recommend it too, I think. It's, you know, again... The humor doesn't always land for me, but beautiful animation, cute story, just, or just overall well done. And the Animaniacs, gee, what are you going to do? Got to have that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I would recommend it. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'd recommend it too. Um, this isn't a masterpiece or anything. Um, and I think if you aren't at all familiar with the Animaniacs, then... At its best, it's probably just kind of a, a cute little kid's Christmas movie. Like, it's not super deep or anything. Wait, but, why are we saying Christmas? It doesn't... It's not... Well, there's snow. Yeah. Okay. And there's wishing. There's wishing and there's, wishing. And there's snow. This is true. That's true. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Danica. Well, She's honestly, though, thanks it. for saying Christmas holiday movie. Because yeah. I want to, I wanna, like, yeah. any holiday, you know, it's because it's, it really isn't. 
terribly particular to Christmas. It's just winter time. Yeah. Um, there, I don't think that there's 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 a Jingle Bells parody song at one point. Br- briefly, that that's the true, closest yeah. it gets towards really signifying Christmas in any meaningful way. Yeah. So yeah, it's just a cute little hol- holiday movie, a winter holiday movie. Um, yeah, I think you'll I think you will definitely get more out of it if you watched Animaniacs and like have any amount of care for all the side characters because half of the fun is just kind of their little bits throughout the thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's a cute enough movie regardless. Um, So yeah, I'd recommend it. Let's get specific. So a couple of fun facts. Um, The original title of this movie was It's a Wacko, 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 Wacko Wish as a parody of It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. But the film's title was shortened in order to make it fit on the video cassette cover. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, this is great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Although originally this uh, had been highly rated amongst children and adults in test screenings, Warner Brothers ultimately decided to release it direct to video rather than spending money on marketing a wide theatrical release. Um, I'm not sure what would have happened if they had released it theatrically and like marketed it more because it ultimately didn't end up doing super well. Like I don't think it flopped or anything on on the VHS market, but it didn't do as well as they had wanted, which kind of um, scrapped any possible sequel plans. Mm -hmm. As we can talk in spoiler section, there is one character who alludes to what a sequel could have been. Mm -hmm. Um, But but that never happened because it just didn't do well enough to garner it. Um, But it did end up getting getting played on TV a whole lot too. Like I remember it being on Cartoon Network a lot. I think even later Hub Network picked it up. Like it's seen a lot of play there. Um, Yeah, I think I'll stop with the fun facts there we can get in let's uh start talking about the story characters any of that stuff it's funny that you say it's a mad 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 world because i saw that movie with my family years ago oh yeah you know when i but i was like this is same theme as something where they're all chasing to get a treasure and yeah so cute that's kind of what that movie is about yes i don't think i've seen it so yeah and just a lot of side characters like you're seeing and and you know in route yeah like a whole bunch of people going shenanigans going on and that's fun yeah good good choice to parody that then yeah yeah so yeah but um the story overall i think was was fairly solid Um, yeah like it's cute yeah. yeah Yeah, it's passable. The intro was a lot like setting up the kingdom. Yes, Tombo Dead like, had a lot of narration in the beginning to like, set up the world. Capitalist, like, and then he taxed everybody. Like, oh, then the country, like, didn't make a profit, so he had to tax people. Yeah, I don't know if we needed quite that. Like, honestly, I think I would have been fine with, like, there was a nice good king, they died or got overthrown or whatever, and a bad king came in. And that could just... Like, kind of like how Scar takes over the Pride Lands and then everything goes terribly. They didn't explain why everything goes terribly. It's just, like, the bad guy's in charge. So stuff just goes bad. Like, I could have just bought that. Yeah, the taxing thing reminded me of the Prince and the Pauper. I know, I was about to say, very similar yeah. thing with the Prince and the Pauper, where the uh, the person that, who's in charge of taxing is basically hoarding everything yes. themselves. Yeah. The, certainly none of these villains were nearly as intimidating as Pete. Oh, no, <laughs> not at all. No. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, I, I think I agree that the the beginning just opening narration was one of the weaker parts, just because I I don't think I needed as much information as it gave. Like I would have been fine with good king gone, bad king comes in. You could even add the small detail of the bad kings from a neighboring kingdom or whatever, like with showing that map or whatever. But like I don't really need anything about. Then he needed a bunch of money. Like I can just 
assume he's greedy and evil. Yeah, but I, I, it felt like a like commentary on like capitalism studio sure. or whatever. Sure. I, I will say it is reminiscent of anything that my recollection of the um, Animaniacs because they they have it's a very sophisticated humor. Yeah. Even like. More high intelligence. I remember I used to just be blown away that you could you could quote and sing so many of their songs and things, but they were very complicated, especially for younger children. But yeah, it, it was I don't know very intellectual. So and to Tom Bodet, I really enjoyed his name. <laughs> I really enjoyed his voice. But yeah, it got very yeah that that opening explanation got very uh, detailed. But again, so much of songs and things are very complicated, sophisticated humor. So in that sense, it kind of... Yeah, I mean, they have an entire song set to Hungarian Rhapsody, including the very fast parts. So, yeah. yeah. That was delightful. Um, I I like that just, like, almost all of the side characters just live together in a little village. Like... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just chilling there. The only ones that don't explicitly seem to live there is, like... Mindy and her mom and buttons mm, yeah. and the the good feathers, but yeah. everyone else just lives in that little town. Yeah. Uh, so I'm laughing at the good feathers. Like, why didn't they just fly away? I don't know. <laughs> well, mom, I don't know if you remember their cartoons, but they're not very bright. <laughs> <laughs> not the the smartest birds in the flock. No, certainly not. I was a little surprised that the Godfather uh, pigeon never showed up at all. Oh, that would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, references galore. I think, was it the beginning of the movie or after the intro, Rosebud came in? It was very, yeah, it was very early. It might have been after the intro. Yeah, yeah. Just... They kind of, like, stayed on that reference for too long. <laughs> I Particularly, like, the whispering Rosebud as it was in the fire was kind of, like, it's like, okay, I got it already. Like, you don't have to keep with the Rosebud joke. Um, no, I definitely well, agree was, with kind of what... before the intro. Oh, actually, okay. Yeah. But I, I kind of agree with Mom that, like, definitely some of this humor doesn't land, but I think it's overall charming enough that I, I just kind of roll my eyes and I'm like, okay. It, it reminds me of, like, watching Key and Peele back in the day. Like, compared to other sketch shows, when they had a miss, it wasn't typically, like, me actively not enjoying so much as me just kind of being like okay sure you know but there would be some other sketch shows where like their misses would be like actively hard to sit through and i don't think that was ever the case here and Mm -hmm. my guess is that might have been some of the problem that you guys had with zim to an extent Mm -hmm. is that when it missed it was just kind of difficult for you to even sit through like you just didn't enjoy it yeah and i don't think we have that issue here is when it missed it's just kind of like okay sure and you just kind of wait for it to go on to the next thing and even their, the humor, they don't rely on, like, slapstick and the things well, that they I do know. slapstick. Some, but not, it is, not... They do a slapstick, certainly. But they definitely have more, a more sophisticated... I don't want to say sophisticated and make that seem like they're so haughty-taughty. But they 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 try to write their jokes with layers a lot. And they have a lot of mm-hmm. references. And they try to... They try to sometimes be a little more clever than just the basic version of what a joke could be. Like, yeah. Yeah, but it's not it's not prevalent with everything. Yes, between Pinky and the Brain, there are some instances where they use slapstick. But I just mean, that's not the whole crux of their humor. Yeah. Yeah. As well as... And they don't have the lull random humor going on that Zim is infamous for. So Right. And, and I'm e- saying this as someone who deeply loves Zim. Yeah. And even things like wacko's burps i mean you know not that that's something that i would enjoy but they don't have it go on and on and on i mean you know it's just like it's you know 
So, you know, unless you're watching a segment from the original cartoon that's the great, great Wackerati, where the yeah, whole thing is yeah. him doing or, burps. Or uh, there's something where he burps out the alphabet or does something. Maybe. there. I don't know. There's some song. But that, they didn't have that in this. That's pretty much what I'm talking, talking about. Where, about. Yeah, where, where he's like in front of a, a live audience right, or whatever. He, right. And he burps to the tune of something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. the great Wackerati. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Although I just there was it. a classic episode where his throat was sore. And so he did fart noises with his hands okay. instead. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. So I was, well, I was a of I guess what I'm saying is they didn't stick on any one thing too long. Yeah. Sure, it, 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 this moved along, and yes. and again, it kind of went along with the little story plot, and so nothing was overdone. Whereas, I guess in comparison to Zim that we were referring to, there were times where they just drew something out too long. Sure. Uh, so let's see, two things. One, uh, some of the charm. There was there was a lot of charm, especially with uh, Dot's little story uh, about the family. That was yeah. so cute. Very yes. cute. Uh, and then two, I would say it's it's a holiday movie because they had some of the trappings of that with like Dot having some vague sickness mm-hmm. and and like trying to help her. Uh, I would definitely say that's part of of. You know, some kind of like Tiny Tim ish yes, exactly. sure, sure, sure. theme. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a I had wrote down a quote here. Even my nuts are frozen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just during a song, and Skippy Squirrel said that, and then Slappy like immediately had a line of like, "You got to be careful with that line." Yeah, <laughs> like, that last line. Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked. <laughs> That the Dover Boys kept showing up as background characters. Now, if you don't know who the Dover Boys are, they are from a classic Looney Tunes short. It was just one short. They never, they never like appeared in other Looney Tunes. That was like, I don't know, a parody of stuff that probably doesn't really even make sense to me anymore. But it was a parody of something in the during the time. And there were these three boys, and then there's like this evil villain guy who like wanted to destroy them and get and get the girl. And for some reason, they're just background characters in this. And you know what? I love that. They're, they're kind of like chorus characters. <laughs> yeah. they're the, Yeah. In the Hungarian Rhapsody, they actually have a few lines. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That was, that's just a fun, not expected reference. Like, I think they've been background characters before, but this was in, in like Space Jam. Uh, like, I, I think they're yeah. in the audience and stuff. But this was more at the fore than I've ever seen them used as background characters before so it was fun were they the big blonde guy uh there's a blonde guy the guy with like the striped hat mm-hmm. and then a smaller guy with black hair yeah okay. he was the most easy to miss because there's because he's lot... short yeah people were in front of him a lot but yeah, yeah. but yes yeah, so those are the dover boys okay <laughs> yeah um I, I put this note early on pinky is in gay love with a horse now it turns out that the horse is a lady yes um, but for a while I had nothing telling me that. So I was just like, Pinky's in gay love with a horse. <laughs> and then eventually a scratch and sniff like used she. And I'm like, oh, okay, sure. Of course it's a girl horse, but. Yes, no, girl horse. There was a really funny bit when, uh, Pinky was talking to Brain and Farfid Nougat behind him was like mimicking. I loved that. Like facially everything that Pinky was doing. I really loved that. It was that. silly. Um, our, our, are Scratch and Sniff and Nurse together or just business partners? Business partners. I think so too. I, I was con- I was not concerned. I was curious about it. But then at the end. There was a part when, where he 
lived in there's a part referencing Otto living in a home and not her living there exactly so I think you're right which is good because that age I don't know how old Otto Scratch and Sniff is but too old for for Hello Nurse for me to be comfortable yeah um, but they, they're just like always together in this movie name, so Otto Scratch and Sniff yeah it's just it's like that's this, just his name like sticker <laughs> yeah <laughs> you scratch and sniff the sticker you remember that gimmick this, I think the oh, stickers, yes. yeah, yeah, that like smell like fruit or something. Yeah, yes. it's the '90s. You have to put yourself in the '90s mindset. Ah. Okay, okay. Also, it could be a gross joke that makes you uncomfortable. So, <laughs> yeah. so like rude. whatever you were grumpy about. <laughs> yeah. Um, why is Mindy's mom just Snow White? <laughs> oh, that was just <laughs> so. She's just Snow White for yeah. some reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, uh, yes, I, I remembering her bits were very funny. I'm just like not calling her mom. Okay, lady. Yes. Yeah, I, like, I love you. Goodbye. Yeah. Bye bye. Love you. I know. I I also really liked Skippy and Slappy's sassy relationship. I, it was really cute. Yes. There was one scene in particular where they're like going through the trees and they kind of have a cute little back and forth. Yes. And I'm like, like, oh, they like love each other or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like rangers or something. So I think he's her nephew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It They're... was just, yeah. It was funny. Now, Mom, you need to admit to our audience that you're a little bit of a slappy hater. Yeah, I was. It's a bummer, Mom. I know. It's a real bummer. She's like a, she's like an old crappy lady who, yeah, like... Yeah, no, she, I, I liked her in this, though. I just, initially, I was like, uh, but then, yeah. But no, why don't she's... you like her in the original show? What about her bothers you? I can't, I don't know, I, with grumpiness, just the, I don't know. But she's like a grumpy, sassy old lady who, like, always wins. Yeah. She's no, great. No, no, yeah, no, I, I did enjoy her. I did, I Good. did enjoy her. Yes. <laughs> um, that's all the actual notes that I had for this segment. You guys have anything else for, because I have plenty of stuff to talk about with voice actors, um, but characters and story that isn't spoilers, you have any other important things? Um, we're, no, just, I mean, there's silly stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, wishing uh, the the wishing star uh, desire fulfillment operator just yes yeah things. <laughs> the, like the whole kind of like middle the whole kind of like late middle I kind of didn't end up taking much notes because just like it was basically just like different shenanigans with the characters for a good while and it was enjoyable but there wasn't really a whole lot for me to make notes about yeah. Um, but yeah, they just kind of had fun shoving the different characters together or having the whatever happen that then you're seeing like three or four different like areas where all the characters are like zipping by each other and stuff like, yeah, they just had fun with some of that. Yeah. Um, and the, I, I enjoyed that stuff, but there wasn't a lot to take notes about. So, yeah. And I just wanted to add that what I also appreciated, even though I feel like they stayed on point for the most part for the with the storyline because even though it wasn't like the strongest story ever, it was solid enough a story structure that they didn't deviate a whole lot and even with all the shenanigans going on, it just kind of followed that path and and I just appreciated that. It was it wasn't hard to follow and you're like, "Wait, what's going on?" because even the side shenanigans were all, you know, with the goal of trying to get to the wishing star. So, yeah, that's good. Oh, uh, overall, overall, yeah, I think they they balanced all the characters they had really well. Yeah, like, uh, and and you probably had to rely on like knowing them, but there's definitely some characters that are just kind of there and don't are basically just there for if you know to, if you knew them in the original thing. Like the hip hippos don't ever really talk. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Minerva Mink is there and she sings a couple times, but she doesn't really get to do anything. Like there's a couple characters that are there for you to be like, oh yeah, them. Um, but not all of them are act- are actively really taking, like Minerva and the Hip Hippos are ostensibly going for it, but like they don't really do anything compared to the rest. Yep. Which one's Minerva? Uh, she's the, got long blonde hair and she's like a, she's a mink. She's furry. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk some about the voice acting stuff. Lots of voice actors in here. Yeah, uh, Doing lots of things. Um, I know what I was going to say real quick is, okay. I didn't know many of the characters. Sorry. But it, it didn't bother me. I mean, it was the kind of thing where it, it just, it was still cute, even though, I mean, I vaguely recognized, but I didn't watch tons of Animaniacs. You know, I mean, I did with you, but not, again, I didn't really know the characters. But again, they weren't, you know, they they were just cute. I mean, I, I you know, so didn't bother me. Good. Um, okay, voice acting stuff. I have um, that Skippy Squirrel is voiced by Nathan uh, Ruger, who is the son of Tom Ruger, one of the directors and creators of Animaniacs. Oh, cool. And I also wanted to point out that it really felt like old Nathan Ruger was going through puberty or something or had already gone through it and was struggling to do the high pitched Skippy voice anymore. Cause he, he definitely sounded a little off. Yeah. Um, it was fine. No, like he was trying to do his thing. The, the main times it was noticeable was when he sang. Yeah. Um, like he had, he seemed to be kind of struggling to do a high pitched Skippy voice while singing. And yeah, it was, it was cute, but it's just like, okay, you're, you're not a little child anymore, no. clearly. <laughs> um, I want to play a little game with mom. Uh-oh. <laughs> so there is several voice actors in here who voice a lot of characters. So what I'm going to do is say the name of a voice actor and one and like one of the main characters that they voice. Okay. The number of other characters that they voice and you can try to guess which other characters. Does that make sense? Okay. I'm going to fail epically, but I'm sure that's the point of this. Well, it's not. The point isn't for you to fail. The point is for you to be like, oh, wow, they voice that and that too. Okay. So first off, uh, off, we'll start with Rob Paulson. He voices Yakko and two other notable characters. Okay. Let's see. And two other notable characters? Yeah. Oh, I think I know this. Oh, yeah, you can play, too, but I figured you generally know a bit more. <laughs> Would he be Dr. Scratch and Sniff? He is Dr. Scratch and Sniff, yes. Yay! I got one. Okay. I feel redeemed. <laughs> if I don't You're already redeemed for I one. Feel I know. <laughs> she just assumed just she was going to fail. Just failing ethically, so. You already yeah. got one. Okay. And there's only two for this one. If you if you win this game, then you just get <laughs> yeah. Respect. What do I get? Do I get okay? I just get respect. Okay. If you lose uh, this game, you're still respected. We love you very much. Okay. Let's see. And and again, when you say major characters, that they would have been in the series, so they wouldn't be like the king, which who knows who no, that no, no. random guy was. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, I was just thinking of because the the brother had the old, you know, um, Yakko is is a little bit more mature voice than. Dot or Wacko. Wacko is voiced by Jess Harnell, and he's really the only one that Jess Harnell voices in here. I just don't know characters. Pretty much all of the people who voice also do the singing, by the way. Um, 
unlike unlike a lot of Disney movies or, or whatever, where there'll be different voice actors for talking and singing. They're pretty much all the same here. I just don't know characters well enough. I can't even think of that many other male characters, um, which is or, or I guess it doesn't lots have of to male be characters. There's lots of male well, characters. I know, but I can't think of their names. I mean, yeah, Any, like, what they look like. Yeah, I'm just even trying to picture. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking of the squirrels of the cats. I don't know. Was he then the dog that was with the cat? No. <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I know why you're laughing. Yeah. I'm assuming you're going to cut out some of the silence. Oh, yeah. As our audience listens to oh, hours certainly. of silence. Um, you can also raise the white flag if you okay, would Okay, like. I'll raise the white flag. I have no idea. You got to let me after. Go for and it. And it's pinky, but you're You were right. But oh, yes, it's pinky. I, gosh, I can't believe I can't. I forgot about pinky in the brain. Oh, my gosh. I love <laughs> so pinky. So Yakko, pinky, and scratch and stuff. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Tress McNeil voices Dot and two other characters and i there's a third even kind of but that one's a bonus <laughs> uh the nurse yes okay yay and the the grumpy squirrel lady no okay that is sherry stoner who only voices slappy okay and is also like the one who came up with the concept of of slappy well, I know it's not the cat that was Bernadette Peters. <laughs> no. I know that. It was not Bernadette Peters. <laughs> and that is Rita. Oh, okay. Oh. And I'm assuming that's the only one that she voiced. Yeah, Bernadette yeah, Peters yeah, only yeah, voices Rita. Okay. Yeah, again, I'm, I'm just trying to picture, like, characters because I just don't know character names very much and even groups that much that, you know, that well... I have to raise the white flag because I just can't think really of any other characters. Mindy, no. Minerva. Mm-mm. Well, then I don't know either. Mindy's mom. Ugh. And Marita Hippo is the Hippo. bonus one, but I don't think mm. Marita ever actually talks. Yeah, I don't think she it's talks. just like in singing scenes, and I don't think she's really even doing. Okay. Okay. Doing Marita's voice, so. Maurice Lamarche voices Brain. Yes. And. Two other characters. What is that two? He, I only expect you to get one. The other one is different, let's say. Hmm. Oh, I know this one. Oh, yeah, you do know you this one. You told me that one. Is he one of the pigeons? Maybe. Who? Um. <laughs> just, just describe the pigeon. I know you don't know the pigeon's names. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. There's he... like a big one. There's the big green one. And then there's two, two I'm others. I'm calling blue, but sure. Okay. And then the grumpy one, and then the other one. Yeah, and he's the. Uh, I want to say the grumpy one, but he is not the grumpy one. He's not the grumpy. Which one. is Bob? Uh, no, that's not Bobby. That's Pesto, who is voiced by Chick Venera. Hmm. Yeah, and I don't know the birds. I mean, I remember the the Godfather bird. Uh, the, <laughs> From but, the show, yeah, yeah, the show. But and you know, I can. Hear the banter. I guess I just think of them as, as one unit. Well, kind of I mean that's banter. fair. But yeah, so I don't know if he's the tall bird. No, he is not Bobby, yeah. who is John Mariano. He is Squit, who is uh, the other one. Yeah, the one is like I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then the other one is the burp. Yes, and then he he does wackos burps. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. I never in a million years would have. I know. That. Yeah, but he d- he does. He does do I did that. Did not know we had to have a separate voice actor for the burps. That's for so for funny. Wacko's burps. Yeah. That's um. All right, and la- last one that we'll do. Um. Frank Welker. <laughs> I know that name. Voices Ralph, the the guard, the oh cop guard, whatever constable, constable sheriff. Yeah. Yes. And two other characters with a bonus third. The other birds? Nope. Mm. Oh, you just said the actors that did the birds. I, I did. I know, I know. I just realized that. Okay. I wasn't, I wasn't okay, going to yeah. say, but. Sorry. Yeah. I just, my brain didn't retain that for some reason. With the dog that's with the cat? Yes. He does voice yeah. runt. Okay. I'm very excited. I just want you to know because <laughs> every I've time got that you get at it. least one out of each of these, yeah. which I didn't expect you're doing to get very, any out of. You're doing very good, them, and I'm so very I'm proud of you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh gosh. Wait, both dogs with the cat? Or no, no. Wait, what dog? That's. Uh, I'm just thinking of the well, big dog. No, so with the cat. Was your is mom still going or are you go going go on? the horse? No, um, farfit. Farf and nougat. You're like, and I gotta I see who go the to horse is. Because Frank Walker does a lot. Um, that is an understatement, I feel. <laughs> is it Frank Walker? Who voices Farfig Newton? Yes. Yes. Oh, yay! <laughs> That's not one of the ones that I had, but yes. So, but yay! got it. Yes. Woo-hoo! Okay, I'm excited. Did you want to guess anyone else, Bill? Well, I was going to ask if it was the other dog. He does also voice... Um, Mindy and Buttons. Buttons. And that's not. Oh, that's God, also God. not one that I had written. He voices a oh, lot of characters. Funny. I know he just. Oh, that's because he does so many animal no- ones. So yes. he's like all. He's like both dogs and the horse. Yes, but that's not who I have written. Does he do oh, the husband so hippo? He does do Flavio hippo. That's the bonus. That was my original bonus one before we, <laughs> we uncovered all the bonus. other bonus ones. There's one main character you guys haven't said though. Mm, okay. Oh, uh, the Plots, is it? He is Thaddeus Plots. Plots. So the scenes where Plots and Ralph are talking to each other is just Frank Welker talking to himself. So remind me of Thaddeus Plots. The tax guy. Oh, the tax guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, We won't play this game anymore, but some other fun little notes. Mindy is voiced by Nancy Cartwright, Mm. who also voices Bart Simpson. Okay. Wow. Um, And Jeff Bennett voiced Baloney and the captain of the guard. uh, uh, it's it's not a thing, man. That guy. Baloney. Baloney is the Barney knockoff. Mm, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and not to not to um not to tease, but I didn't know the tax collect- collector guy was part of the Animaniacs world. I thought he was maybe like the key. Oh no, Thaddeus was just an extra. Thaddeus Plots is the What's CEO the CEO of yeah. Warner Brothers or whatever oh. in the main series. And the um in their Christmas Carol episode, he's the Scrooge. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, I just no, he's, didn't know yeah, he's a I just re- don't know him. I no, he's a recurring him. character like Ralph and Scratch and Sniff and Hello Nurse. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with voice acting here because yeah. there's lots of voice acting stuff here. Uh, but yeah, like the singing, like that was, it's cool when they do that in character. It's, yeah. It's very impressive. No, like a majority of the songs in the original series is just Rob Paulson, Tress McNeil, and Josh, and, jo- and, and Josh Arnero, like just singing. 
uh, like uh, countries of the world. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then the uh... I mean, Harnell gets the uh, wacko states one, so he gets to list states and capitals. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I haven't actually gotten. I'm have a project where I'm trying to make a complete Animaniac soundtrack just by ripping the songs from the thing. Um, and I haven't gotten to any dot ones yet, but yeah, Yakko has several already. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the, the big song in the middle, like there was a lot of uh, showcasing of talent, I think, in that. Definitely. So, so if we haven't made it clear, then the voice work in this is was excellent. Was Definitely. amazing. Um, let's start talking about animation uh fun fact this was the first animaniacs project to be animated using digital ink and paint Um, i thought it was beautiful so before this the the show was always like cell animated um i it's an early digital ink and paint thing and it shows kind of like the early scooby-doo movies and shows that are digital ink and paint show Mm -hmm. the colors are there, it's not. It's not as bad as Scooby Doo Cyber Chase and What's New Scooby Doo, which are really bright and garish. But the colors are kind of bright. Not. I wouldn't necessarily say garish. Um, it looks a little unrefined to me, mostly color and shadow wise. But I think overall it's quite good. Um, there are a lot of different animation studios that worked on the, uh, the original Animaniacs series and. Uh, what is it TMS Shinda or something like that is the is my favorite of those ones I always love how the characters look when they animate and they did the animation for this movie and I, and I, I think the ba- I think the basic animation is very good the version that we got to watch on Hulu um, feels like a DVD rip that has a lot of interlacing issues which is kind of frustrating yeah there was something where it went by really fast and it was kind of unpleasant yeah and just some of the like the lines kind of are like jagged sometimes and it's it's basically just like a code a coding issue um and i that was a big problem on a lot of dvds in the early 2000s and it feels like they we'd basically what i'm basically saying is that we need a remastered version of this movie please um that's an even better quality um but yeah even even in better quality i the colors are never going to look like exactly what i like i think that the original series looks a little better but overall i think that this is animated very well um that studio that i like did a great job um it's just the kind of shifting from cell animation to digital stuff since this is an early case it doesn't look as good as later stuff that better used digital ink and paint i you know i think with all the things that we've seen if i had to put kind of a label somewhat on what my preferences are. I think I love the combination of 2D and 3D. But the reason that I guess I say this is beautiful animation is I liked, I was just impressed when this first began where it was snowing and then you start seeing some buildings and I could still see the buildings. They looked pretty and, and, you know, and right. Even through the snow, there was kind of that translucency. And, and then, of course, when you saw Yakko, Wacko, and Dot uh, around, a, you know, kind of around a fire in front of a building. I, I just thought it was really pretty. I, I, love, I think there's a I lot of shapes. artistry. And yeah. like, I, yeah, I have some issues with the animation, but it's mostly just in the fact that it was an early one to kind of make this shift and not in like 
the effort and the base level of talent here that's on display is it's very good. Like this, it looks good. Like it's, it, of course it doesn't look like a Disney movie or even like Warner brothers movies that have a bunch, a bunch of money behind them, but it looks good. Like this, right. this and is a nice looking animated movie. And I guess in my brain, I was almost comparing it to what I expected since this was the Animaniacs and it came from, you know, a, a cartoon series. I feel like it was, you know, definitely movie animation compare, you know, more movie animation than, than cartoon animation to me, you know, or like a series, a cartoon series animation. Sure. And then I understand you said that the colors, you know, you feel like with this kind of animation can be garish, but I think because it was a more muted palette, there, there was a lot of snow. There were a lot of buildings covered with snow. Um, there was, you know, even Yakka Wacko and Dot, you know, their primary black with not really super bright um, clothes. I mean, or not lots. And yeah, I just thought it was, it, it was, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, fair. Oh, this is another background character. Um, Tristesse from the Les Miserables short is in this cartoon. Um, the one, the Bitten in the Butt song that I showed you the other day, babe. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he, wait. He, he's in here. Uh, get he on the during Wacko's Hey Penny song where he's talking about the stuff that he might buy. Uh, Tristesse is the one who like hands him like some turkey or something like that. Yeah, uh-huh. he's the butcher. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then he kind of appears in the background of songs and stuff throughout. Um, that was a deep cut I didn't expect. I like that the siblings live in a broken water tower. Yeah. Um, like it's subtle, but it is basic. Like it's shaped the same way as the water tower they normally live in. Yeah. And I, I thought that that CG bed slash room spin while Yako, while Yako told uh, the story to Dot was an interesting little thing. Like it, it looks a little antiquated, certainly, but it, it was a neat little shot. Like, especially if you're focused more on them, mm-hmm. uh, like the, the move, the dynamic movement of it, I think helps like sell that helps make that scene feel impactful. If you're really time. focusing on the CGI bed, like, yeah, it looks like an early CGI bed, but yeah, I think it looks nice. I think they did that a couple times. It's more kind of cinematic uh, cuts yeah. or um, movements that was aided with CG. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of my few like criticisms, like of just individual animation. I don't know why Squid's teeth were so emphasized in this. They were just always showing, and he's mm-hmm. the he's the not tall pigeon or angry pigeon. He's the other pigeon, and his big teeth were showing the entire time. And he does have big teeth, and they do show relatively frequently in the original series but i don't feel like when he's just flying around or walking they're just always there maybe that maybe that's something that develops more as the series goes and they just decide to have that i I don't know i haven't kind of gotten through the whole thing yet but i don't know it was it was kind of weird to me that he he just always had his big teeth showing but Mm -hmm. i don't know um, I liked a lot of the faces that they did whenever they're being like more zany. Yeah. Uh, when they were, you know, pestering the king, um, mm. their reactions and stuff like that were, were very silly, very funny. Or even whenever she was trying to be super cute. Yes. Uh, um, yeah, like that, that 
the stuff that you like about the show is, is still in here. And it's yeah, great. no, definitely. And that that's one of the main reasons I'm so happy that they got that company that I like the most because they were always the best at those really expressive faces and stuff. Yeah. So they did a great job, definitely. Any other specific animation notes? I don't even know how to talk about the concept of this being live action because it's kind of like Zim where this is like the Animaniacs as a concept is so ingrained in animation. Would it be... So how how do we talk about this? Well, would it be possible to do... I mean, like, Looney Tunes back in action. Sure. Uh, Roger Rabbit. So, like, the king the human, and stuff? Yeah, even even Scratch and Sniff. Okay. Nurse, the and the Plots human characters have... Are, are people, but then they're reacting against the very zany Warners, which then they, like, they're... The, the the cartoony stuff that they do is even more emphasized. Uh, I I don't know about... Well, for, first with your thing, I need to fully understand. Do you think all the other animal side characters are also animated? Like Rita, Runt, Slappy Squirrel, Pinky and the Brain? Ooh, okay. So I think I would say yes. The one that I'm not sure about is Mindy and Buttons. I, th- mm, I think Mindy human buttons cartoon i would agree it, it might make the kind of precariousness of what happens to her more scary but buttons is always comically like falling down and stuff yeah. so i think he would have to be a cartoon yeah um it would be it would be silly i think it'd have to be like a uh I guess in this case it would be WB, but like when... It is, well, I mean, this is WB. Well, whenever like, you know, Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon does like a animation live action mix, it would feel like that. It wouldn't be like high art. I mean, yeah, like the the problem for me is just like sort of, I guess, the stigma of live action and and cartoon combinations. Like there, you know, you have... Your Mary Poppins and your Pinnacle, which is Roger oh, Rabbit, it's... but like, that's not most of them. No, no, no. no yeah. Most of them, and I'm going to include in here later CGI stuff like Alvin and the Chipmunks and Yogi Bear. That is also, I mean, it's literally also animation and live action, but they like have the weird like animation cgi characters that try to look creepily realistic but like all of those have a feel about them of like like cheapness and just corniness like the the divide to have to to have live action and animation blend well you have to cross the divide of their interactions nicely and it's hard to do like roger rabbit they used a lot of robots and different technology to really push it yeah uh mary poppins kind of gets away with like the fact that it's a relatively short scene their direct interactions with the cartoons are fairly minimal but when it's something where they have to interact more, which an Animaniacs one would be because Buttons is going to be interacting with Mindy all the time. Animaniacs are going to interact with the villain human characters. Um, Like that becomes a lot harder to do. And it's basically, this was already a direct to DVD movie. Yeah. 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 And so the budget was never going to be high. So 
their budget to try to cross that gap isn't going to be high. And I don't, I wouldn't think that it would, I wouldn't expect it to look very good. And I think it would impact the overall tone and feel of the movie negatively. Yeah, it definitely would not be an improvement. And I don't think it's necessary. So I would not want to see, yeah. I wouldn't want to see a live action. I don't, I don't think I would either. I think it's zaniness. It, it's it's more likely to to work but you, yeah like it's a it's a, a very you know you'd have to thread a needle like it's I, not like you can do a lot and it's like yeah that's fine it's like you zany yes but like don't go too over the top and like how are they interacting you can't push it too much without it feeling too fake i think part of the problem with most movies that try to do it also is the question of why of like, why are you having it be live action and animation? And in most of the cases, it feels like the answer is either because it's cheaper or because we don't trust that our audience is going to care about something that's just animation. The cases where it's good tend to be ones that ask the question of why and have a good reason for it. So Mary Poppins, why do they have animation? Because they go into a whole like, chalk drawing thing and it's a whole imaginative segment of an otherwise live action movie why is it there with roger rabbit because the whole movie is about the cartoons as like second class citizens basically and kind of like the divide between types of people and all of that like it's it's baked into the essentials of the movie i don't know why an Animaniacs movie would be live action. And it kind of makes me think of a trailer I saw recently for the new Tom and Jerry movie that's going to come out, which is live action people and then Tom and Jerry as CG. Don't worry, they actually look like Tom and Jerry, so that's its one saving grace. But why? Why is it that? And the trailer didn't give me any reason to think that this was like anything other than basically an Alvin and the Chipmunks sort of thing of like wanting to have it cheaper and have the allure to some people of the live action parts. I yeah. really don't understand the I appeal. Think it, I think, yeah, it would feel a lot like that. Yeah. Which, yes. It's not an improvement. Yeah. It just, it, 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 I don't think that, I think most of the time, the reason that those don't feel good is because you're just like, why? Like, why is this even happening? I mean, even the Scooby-Doo live action movie from, from what, the late 90s? Like, it, it kind of feels like Scooby is just CG because like, what else would they even do with him? Yeah. Um, and it's sort of like, why, why is this live action? Why did we need Scooby-Doo live action? Because we're doing like... Because it's a part of the, like, uh, Brady Bunch and all those things that they're bringing into yeah. like, the modern sensibility. Well, the late 90s was a weird time yeah. for those sorts <laughs> like, of movies. But, like, we can't do it earnestly. The Flintstones. Yes. Oh, so weird. That was a mm. weird, weird time for movies. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I think if this was live action, then the filmmakers tom ruger and such would need to answer the question of why and like be able to answer it well in the construction of the movie yeah Yeah. um but i'm glad it's not let's go on to sound design and stuff um they had a christmas anime or a holiday animaniacs theme song that i liked yes yes um 
the compositions that uh, Richard Stone, I think it's Richard Stone. Wait, I have the name further up here. Yeah, Richard Stone uh, wrote for this film were some of the last that he wrote for Warner Brothers Animation prior to his death in March of 2001. But yeah, I think he did a great job. Uh, the composers I have listed are like Richard Stone, Stephen Bernstein, Julie Bernstein, Gordon Goodwin, and Tim Kelly. Whoever collaborated, what like did great. Like I think the sound, I think the sound was great throughout here. Um, the sound effects, the music, the songs, um, I, I think agree. were great. Like yeah. yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I mean it, it felt like classic Animaniacs with like a, a several of the songs like clearly being well known orchestral pieces that they put lyrics on. There's a couple of ones that I think were original, but it, but it was all. It all it all felt right for Animaniacs. Yeah, yeah. I know. yeah. And if you're not familiar, it's just so funny because the the Hey Penny song, and it's just so, <laughs> I've got a Hey Penny. It's so highbrow, but it's the word and and what they're saying and what they're trying to have you just buy into and be so serious is just absurd. It just you're like, no, what? It's funny. Yeah, it's very silly. The, the, our, here's our song list: Never Give Up Hope. The Train Bringing Wacko song. I've Got a Hey Penny. So much for Wacko's Hey Penny. Twinkle Twinkle. The Wishing Star. Hungarian Rhapsody. And If I Could Have My Wish, Then I'd Be Happy. Um, Some of these definitely recurred multiple times. I think Wishing Star was maybe the one that recurred the most with different characters singing it at different times. Um, Never Give Up Hope, I think, recurred again at the end. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they... They definitely made use of these and didn't. There was several reprises and such for them. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I I enjoyed all of them. I don't. F- I, I feel like when we get to least favorite song, I'll have a little bit of trouble just being like, I don't know which of these yeah, do I like the here. least because they were generally solid. Mm-hmm. So even Twinkle Twinkle Little Star like started off just kind of the the basic thing, but then grew to have a little bit more to it, and I enjoyed it. So yeah, good good music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was that, which one was the one that was a very long song? Hungarian Rhapsody. Okay, they did a lot. They did, like, the whole Hungarian Rhapsody, I feel like. (laughs) I feel like they just did the whole dang thing. And I loved it, personally. Um, Anything else with the sound? Then let's go on to the part that our podcast is named after. How's it hold up? We might have more than one thing to talk about here, but the only thing that I actually wrote down was Psy still using the hip hippos for fat jokes. Yeah, Um, that was... Like, they basically just kind of exist in this movie as uh, people who are going after the thing. And, like, the only real moment that they, like, have any sort of impact on the plot is, like, them coming down the rickety bridge bridge while buttons is like stretched over part of it and buttons is then you know sad at the impending fact that they're going to step on him and they're and they're heavy like that's that's the only their only real impact in in this plot at all and it's for a fat joke so that sucks the hip hippos have never been used very well their whole shtick in the original show was basically fat jokes and like rich out of touch people and the rich out of touch thing has nothing as nothing in this movie so they're just around and then they are there for a fat joke and that sucks i think the tax collector guy they kind of did somewhat of a fat joke also with him when they came in and he was hoarding all the money but then he was you know eating i don't know eating something but then also with the 
the fast food at the end. Sure, There's yeah. I mean, he's a there, he's a round little, round little yeah, guy. Yeah. So I just feel like that was. And I mean, Ralph's possible. whole character is like a big fat dumb guy. So you know. Yeah, not a lot of characters of color. No, like a handful. Yeah. Um. And yeah, and the only thing, other thing that I was thinking of was the nurse. Uh, there's, you know, something at the end, an invention that, you know, mimics her, her figure. But I will say throughout all of it, she, what she's wearing, and again, this is kind of a rural, old-timey setting. She's very well-dressed, so I'm glad it's not like I saw, you know, that it's not like they make, because I want to say she even has a cloak or something over her outfit. So, the time, so yeah. her figure isn't real prominent to me. I mean, it's not, you know. Yeah, yeah. I I haven't watched the Animaniacs reboot yet, um, but I have heard that she is not in it, and that annoys me in the same way that having Miss Bellum not in the Powerpuff Girls reboot annoyed me. It's like the men in charge of things decide that the problem with these lady characters was their existence rather than the fact that they were over-sexualized and that in Hella Nurse's case, that's almost her entire character. So instead of like bringing her back and like making her more than that, they just don't use her. And that sucks. Not, not a fan of that. Also the Powerpuff Girls reboot is trash, obviously. Um, but I've heard generally that the Animaniacs reboot is good. I haven't checked it out yet. Um, I will eventually, but it does bum me out that, from what I've heard, she's not in there. If they get a season two, bring her back. Also, all the other side characters, please. I won't rant on that anymore. Um, any other stuff for this section? Then let's go on to our... Spoiler alert! Skip to... Yeah, so so the end of the movie is like all the the Warners get close to the star, but then the King guy swoops in and puts all of the side characters and the Warners into a prison camp. Uh, he wants to execute the Warners, but they pull some Bugs Bunny maneuvers of manipulation to trick him into not doing that for a while. Um, they go through uh, a roller coaster ride of some of their worst fears, where we get some more deep cut characters in there, yeah. like Mister Director and. Uh, Baloney, the the Barney guy. Um, who was the th- what was this middle one? Yeah, might come to me later. Um, but yeah, this is there's a beat towards the end where Dot gets injured and like it's <laughs> yeah. it, it like it feels like it's trying to man- emotionally manipulate you into being sad and that doesn't really work. But Valor and I were kind of giggling the whole time because it so overtly feels like that and then it is revealed that that is literally what it was like dot was just trying to emotionally manipulate them so that wacko could like go ahead and get the wish so yes yeah they did the story again yes she's like like, and like weakly says her entire long name (laughs) very it's very good yeah 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 um and then wacko asks for two hay pennies yeah, it, it, again, and it it's again, it revitalizes so, the economy. It does. It's 
so silly because it just like goes through a whole long sequence of like he spends the hay penny here and then the person uh scratches to have had that hay penny and so he was able to do this and it just like rolls as like all of the characters basically get what they want to some degree or another like you know brain doesn't get to rule the world but he gets a position of power so he's you know getting towards what he wants plus my hot take on Brain is I don't think he'd be happy actually ruling the world anyways. I think he's in it for the game. Probably, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah probably so. Um, it, it's it's funny, too, because, again, if anyone's familiar with the Mad Mad Race or, you know, whatever, they're all trying to get to this wish. But it's it's really... And then going the reference back to this hay penny. It's just so absurd that this <laughs> hay penny, that they're acting like this hay penny is basically a million dollars. That he can buy anything that he wants with a hay penny. And then him coming He can from pay the, for plastic surgery with apparently. it, apparently. And then, <laughs> Which it, is what Dot needed. Her sickness was that she needed plastic she, surgery yeah, needed, to get a cute mark. A cutie mark, yes, yes. on her face. <laughs> Uh, but then, yeah, that he could wish for anything in the world was two hay pennies. It comes out, and then they reprise this whole big song. It was, it was hilarious. But again, this we're not like hilarious, like just rolling over laughter. But it was just, it's just so silly, so silly that it's just, yeah, it was, it was funny. Yeah. Um, and then I also love that, of course, you find out that the the Warners their parents were the former king and queen and that they actually were royalty and so they were able to boot out the existing king. But I, I loved, you know, how they live in the tower that then their castle with the tower was back in town. I think where like the orphanage had been because at the very end when it was right there, yeah, it was there in the town. That's cute. Their, their whole little, you know, king, that you know, their castle. So that was, I enjoyed that. that very was, cute. That was cute. What do you think of Squirrel Chicks Yowza? Oh gosh, <laughs> I, did, I didn't need that. Nope. Yeah, <laughs> I like just I was happy just seeing that he was on the tree branch with some squirrel friends, and I'm like, yay! And then they had like the sexy squirrel child. I is I mean, I get yes. like for him, but weird. I didn't. Yeah, wasn't super about that. It made me think of the um, Sword in the Stone. Yeah, the same, yeah. same. But that was cuter and also more heart-wrenching yes oh that was rough but yeah we'll get it, to sword in the stone eventually i'm gonna have lots of feelings about that scene mm. um yeah it was it was just eye-rolly it was whatever also like so the thing that slappy wanted was her tree and she didn't have it because it was winter well she and maybe people leaving her alone was the how did any of the things that happened make people leave her alone? I'm just like, at one point early in the movie, Wacko leaves to go work and is gone. And so, like, during the spring and summer and stuff, did Slappy have her tree? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I know. I know. I just, it feels like maybe whatever you were going to wish for, Slappy, was maybe a waste of a wish. But yeah. sure, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Very, very silly. Um, No, it's cute. Like, everyone gets what they want. Um, Even Plots, who's been a bad guy for most of the movie, gets to be a king, but of like a a burger fast food franchise that he starts or something. Um, Silly and cute. Yeah. The 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 king gets ripped apart by dogs. I guess Uh. (laughs) he has a bad he has a bad time, but he was a jerk. So. Um, yeah, it was, it was a cute little movie. Uh, anything else in the spoiler section? I don't think so. This is a short one for the spoiler section. All right, no more spoilers. Let's go on to our favorites and least favorites. What was your least favorite 
scene. Uh, I mean, the the honestly, the beginning was kind of long. I, that's kind of what I was leaning towards, too. I feel like the opening of the movie is actually one of the weakest parts to me. It has the boring Rosebud joke that goes on too long, and then the opening narration is too long. So kind of just the whole opening. It's not, like, terrible, but I think I just would have edited it down. It didn't need to be as long as it was. Yeah. Yeah, I think I agree. I'm just, I'm going to join that bandwagon just because I agree. I mean, yeah. What was your favorite scene in the movie i'm gonna say the hey penny song because <laughs> it was just i, just I, I like, kind of got, got the impression that you hated me. a little bit but that's no, fun i just it was kind of the love hate thing because it was so ridiculous this hey penny but it was so dramatic and so again over the top but everyone was just so into it and so in character i just yeah it just cracked me up I kind of have two favorite scenes, but I'm going to go ahead and give the other one to when I ask about favorite musical number. So the one that I'll mark as my favorite scene is where uh, the pigeons collide with Pinky and the Brain's flying machine and then they're falling. And the whole action scene that happens there that's uh-huh. just a bunch of shenanigans. Plots and Ralph are like shooting cannons and, and missiles at the Warner siblings. Yes. And just everyone's kind of going all over and lots mm. of stuff's happening. And it's just some fun cartoon antics. Yeah, I think that's... I'll put that one. I think it's whenever the first time they tell uh, the Warner family story. Oh, yeah, that's so it's good very cute. One. Very cute. That's I a good one. Thought it was a very, very cute story. It is. It's super cute. Um, who was your least favorite character in the movie? Hmm. I'm going to say the king, yeah. <laughs> just because I can't. That's maybe high the, up there. Uh, I don't know if that's I too. I think I but... put Ralph. Ralph is a. Kind of just inherently a problematic character, but also he's boring. He doesn't do like, yeah, like he's basically just plots as henchmen, which is fine. But I don't know. I, he just didn't do anything for me. Um, like plots was a fun enough main like adversary for most of what he was doing. And Ralph himself didn't feel like he brought much to the table. Uh, so I think I'm going to throw Ralph under the bus personally. I like I like the king enough as a villain, like you know, slightly slightly more weighty than than Plotz is, but like still, he's no Pete, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll go with the king. Yeah, like the the villains are are fine enough, but like the they other get the job are just done. much better. Yeah. Hmm. Who was your favorite character? There's a lot of characters to There's choose a from. Lot of characters. I might just go with Yakko. I just I just like Yakko. He's just a good big brother. I don't know. I've always liked Yakko. Yakko's pretty great. And, I love I love Yakko. Rob Paulson, the thing that he where he's like and then goes into thing. I love that that he he basically only really does that for Yakko. So it's basically like a Yakko mannerism and I love it. That's great. Well, and I just love him snuggling with Dot and just taking yeah. such good care of Dot. I don't know. I just No, that's fair. I just I just like Yakko. And I think my second is going to be Pinky, just because I love Pinky so much. Not surprised, yeah. He's such a mess. No, what am I saying, Pinky? Brain. I don't know why I've said Pinky. I totally... But the brain, he just... I don't know. And then when it, when he had a little wig on, and just... He did have that. a little wig brain. on at one point, yeah. Brain is just... Oh, okay. No, I thought, I thought that you did brain. genuinely And I love pinky. Brain's work. I, I mean, I, I, sorry. I love Brain's voice. I, I just love Maurice that. LaMarche is great. It's yeah. just great. And again, and I think Pinky, the reason that Pinky is just too, just idiotic, Arf. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but... 
I just, anyway. He just has intense love in his heart for a horse. Yeah. And you know, that's valid, Pinky. You're valid. Um, I'm not sure. There's lots of good characters. Mm Mm-hmm. Yakko's a good choice. Well, Maybe a I'll good throw choice. Wacko in there just for being just a a little innocent, optimistic little dude. Yeah. yeah. He goes away yeah. and works a long time for a halfpenny. <laughs> That's really sweet. You know what? I'm going to complete this this trilogy and I'm going to say Dot. Now we have all three Warner siblings. <laughs> Dot, Dot is... Tress McNeil is so funny. She just had, does great voice work. Dot is such a character. Yeah. She's like all sickly but like i mean there's spoilers for what her actual sickness is she but coughs it's a lot yeah, yeah. <laughs> she coughs a lot and she needs an operation is what it is she's yeah. a mess and i love her um so yeah i mean i think if i like really had to say the three warner siblings i mean they're what make the movie you know yeah. what i mean like and they're the heart of it yeah you have like the the very good big brother who is like uh, what did he say they had that joke about like are you something Yako is asked a question in Wacko. Oh, um, when he was playing the bed. I remember. I don't remember what the exact exchange was, but that was cute. Yes. But yes, you brought up that even in kind of like a more serious, thoughtful moment, they still throw similar jokes around, but it yeah. doesn't ruin it. No. Uh, it's just accepted as like, of course, like yeah, yeah. They're the Warner siblings are going to be the Warner siblings. Exactly. Yes. Yes. It's good. Definitely, I agree. This was a musical, so what was your least favorite song? I will give the list of song names again. Never Give Up Hope, the Train Bringing Wacko Back song, I've Got a Hay Penny, So Much for Wacko's Hay Penny, Twinkle Twinkle, The Wishing Star, Hungarian Rhapsody, and If I Could Have My Wish Then I'd Be Happy. Okay, I got it. I will say least favorite is So Much for Wacko's Hay Penny. Any particular reason? Uh, I remember it the least. Fair. I mean, it was pretty short. I think I think Rita, I think it was Bernadette Peters who was the main singer on it, too. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, she's great, of course, but it was just basically a small reprise of I've Got a Hey Penny, I think. Yep. If I remember correctly. Maybe. And for me, I was going to say maybe oh, the train she, song, she because that her. didn't really stand out in my mind that much. Yeah, I don't really rem- Like, I think I enjoyed the train bringing wacko song but i don't really remember it at all yeah i just yeah i'll I'll say say that one but none of these songs are bad Mm. no no, they're not bad Mm. um what was your favorite song i'm gonna go with the ridiculous hungarian rhapsody because there was lots of good things in. i have to agree i love the hungarian rhapsody song it goes on a long time but it's also great all the characters talking real fast I don't know. It's wonderful. I, I love that song. Pinky had a little love song in there. Pinky did have a little love song in there. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very good. And I'm just going to have to go with the Hey Penny because it just caught me. I'm just like, what? It just, yeah. I just love the Hey That's Penny. That's valid. It was just so silly and cute. But well sung. If Tim Curry voiced a character mm-hmm. in this movie, who? Uh, now, I don't, I don't want to throw... Paxton Whitehead under the bus, but yeah, I mean the king, King Salazar. Yes, <laughs> that would have made that would have made me really enjoy. And I think you know, here's the thing: Tim Curry is so dynamic and has such an incredible voice that I think he could have brought a more formidable 
you know, villain. I mean, I yeah. think he could have had just, he could have been more intimidating, even, even again, even with the chuckle and evil chuckle and things. I just, I think man, he would have, he would have brought a lot of new I think he would have made King Zalazar even better of a yeah. villain. Yeah. Yeah. Like genuine, not just that is obviously a good role for him, but like, I think it would have enhanced the movie. Yeah. And Which again, no insult to Paxton Whitehead. I'm sh- you did a good job. Like you were fun, but Tim Curry, that would have been great. And you know what? Honestly, you have some some in- prolific voice actors in this. You have Bernadette Peters. You needed a Tim Curry. That would have, man, been an, a pinnacle. Because he even gets to sing some. I know. And he has an incredible voice. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that would have been just the icing on the cake. Would they, have been beautiful. They should have had him. Yeah, because he also has a really good humor to him, too. Like, mm-hmm. it would have played off well, I think. Mm-hmm. My out there choice, though is um, the Desire Fulfillment Facilitator, Ooh. a.k.a. Pip. Yeah. But you have to redesign the character, too. <laughs> sure, sure. I don't... Because he's... I mean, mm. he's voiced by Ben Stein. Yeah. And he looks mm. like he should be voiced by Ben Stein. So a character... That character, but he looks like he should be voiced by Tim Curry. Sure, mm. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, but no, I think the king is like the... Like, that would have been great. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go on to our overall consensus and what we would rate it. Uh, so yes, uh, still recommend as just a general funny movie for your uh, holiganza season. And what would I rate it? Uh, music good, story's pretty solid. Uh, I'll give it mm, three point two five. Valid. Um, I, hmm, I, I absolutely, I would recommend it, still would recommend it, and I don't know, I think I'm going to say, I'm almost tempted to give it a four, but, uh, I, I'd say 3.75. I feel like it, um, again, I enjoyed the animation, I'm not, I don't have the expertise or the dis- as discerning of an eye as you, Danica, but, you know, I just, again, um, and the, when I add in the music, when I, you know, add in the characters, yeah. I'd say a solid 3.75. Nice. Yes, I obviously definitely recommend it. I do think that you'll get more out of it if you watched a fair amount of the original series and, like, know about these side characters, but Mom doesn't know them very well and still enjoyed it. So I think, yeah, I'd recommend it regardless. Um, I think I'm going to echo Valerie. 3.25 sounds about right. Um, I, I feel like... I mean, the plot's fine, but I... I mean, the the kind of the ones that I use for comparison a whole lot when I'm in the three bracket, I feel like Return of Jafar's story is more solid, you know? It's about the redemption of a, of a villain, and it was good. So I think, I don't, I don't feel like this story is super solid, but I also don't feel like that's what this is about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really just kind of a showcase. It's kind of like a last fun holiday hurrah to get to see these characters that you love, you know? Or just, yeah. if you don't, love them or know them very well than just like a fun role with like these silly characters, you know, like, I, yeah, I think it's a fun little movie. So 3.25. Now that you said it was mim- mimicking Mad Mad Max, I believe that was cameos of all kinds of famous actors and actresses that were mm. in that. So I find that interesting. Some of the background characters. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, all of the characters that were racing towards this, 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 uh, like, money, this huge, you sure. know, amount of money. And so, interestingly, they showcased all of the Warner, you know, all of the, the Animaniac people. So, they they just, yeah, that parallel. But again, not much of a plot with that. They just stuck to it, but it's not like it was a very nuanced plot. Yeah. 
But yeah, cool. Next time, we will watch a movie involving more snow. (laughs) Okay. And royalty. Ooh, okay. And we will continue our holiganza. So we really appreciate... In the uh, 2020 finale holiganza episode. (laughs) Um, And we really do appreciate you all tuning in and being with us. We hope you're staying safe. Hope you... Yeah, we really appreciate you. Please keep liking, subscribing, leave us comments. But yes, we, we do really... all the things. Yes. And have a happy holidays. Yes, we sure appreciate you. Bye. 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 Love y'all. Bye. This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 2790566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening. on one side and judging looks from the other side. I'm with you 24-7. That's true. <laughs> I love you very much. I love you too.